Hello and welcome to episode 193 of the Talk Nintendo Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and joining me this fine evening, and I believe it does count as evening, Perry, it's the one, it's the only, it's Jerry Jerkum. It'll be evening by the time we stop recording, so I'll count it. Hello, Casey, how you doing, your you next step in, in life, man? <laughs> What a strange way to put that. Before we get into that, though, we are joined by none other than the owner of Nintendo World Report, and he's beautiful, man. It's Neil Ronahan. Hey, congr- congratulations, Casey. I'm so happy for you guys. Well, thank yeah. you, thank you. Very, very much appreciated. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a long time in the making, I guess. <laughs> it sure was. So yeah. it is... I, was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like it hasn't even been said. Uh, Case is engaged, which is cool. Woo. Um, was there yeah. any, like, did you have any big machinations that might have gotten deterred by the current situation in the world? Or, or well, is there so that, a story? Well, that was sort of like, um, so it's a family ring that her aunt gave me in January when we were like, it, it was like a slight, I guess it might have been right before New Year's. I forget. It, it was like a holiday uh, event yeah. kind of thing. So... I was like, all right, like I need to, you know, get this all polished up, make it look good. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to wait until I was like, March seems like a good time, you know, <laughs> ironically enough. So then, yeah, it was like right around the time where I was like, all right, let's start getting the the ball rolling. And then, yeah, then the Corona came, all the jewelers shut down. So it was like, put that on hold a little bit. But down here is definitely not as bad as like. As far as, like, things shut down, as I know Jersey's, like, real bad yeah, right now. Yeah, Jersey's one of, like, I guess, one of the hotbeds. I guess it's, like, New York City, Seattle, and, like, L.A. and San Fran, and then Jersey. Like, those are <laughs> those are the worst spots. Good old dirty Jersey sneaking in there. But, uh, but yeah, we, um, so essentially, like, they started reopening things. I was able to go, like, get it all done. And then, um, actually, her, like, some of her parents, her parents, her aunts, um, came and surprised like so essentially i asked her saturday when we went out for a hike and she had no idea and then i told uh, this whole lie about how i didn't tell anyone which was not true <laughs> uh and i was like oh we, we'll go like surprise my parents and then i was like oh my mom needs us to pick something up at my brother's house and then then we she walked in on uh on the people <laughs> hiding <laughs> you slide dog. yeah yeah it worked out it, and usually, I feel like you always catch a snag somewhere along the line, right? Like, oh, this didn't happen. It's like everything went according to plan. It was perfect. So I feel mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's slightly fortuitous that I'm on this. Uh, I I proposed to to my now wife uh, at E3 2009. Boom! That's amazing. <laughs> well, come yeah, was the, it in front of me a motor or something? So so I had the ring on me for like day. I think it was day two. I didn't think I brought it with me day one, but day two. She and didn't three, notice you wearing it. <laughs> no, like I, I had it in my pocket both of those days being like i'm gonna do it. i'm gonna pop the question and it was the end of day three in the hotel at the end of the night is when i actually proposed to her because i was like i don't know there's something weird about like i'm gonna do it in front of the thq booth yeah like, look, there's a there's a dark siders man um and you know, I, I don't regret the decision of, of waiting until i was off the show floor uh, to do it that's probably a good thing the guy that, that proposes to his girlfriend uh, at a wrestling event, and all the wrestlers are like, "Yeah!" yeah and like everyone's like clapping for him, and it's it's just really funny because it's like, "Yeah, let's stop beating each other up and 
you know, congratulate let's, let's, this let's congratulate this guy. <laughs> I do love that. Exactly. I think what was it on like it was like college humor or something like that where there was like a prank war between two people who worked there. This is probably like 10 years ago. But one like a guy was going to a baseball game with his girlfriend and someone else played a prank on him where they had it being like put the proposal can on them. And so, like, the girlfriend's getting all excited that she's about to be proposed to. And the boyfriend's just like, no, like, I don't have a, I don't have a ring. Like, I don't want to propose to you. <laughs> um, which is very cruel, but also very funny from a distance. Yeah, funny if you're not involved. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know how you brought that ring with you for two days of E3. I, I've, we literally, we went to, like, the supermarket, like, grabbed a sandwich and then went to the park. And I was, like, pa- tapping my pocket every two seconds. Like, oh, God. Dude, that's I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's exactly what happened to me where I like I just like you said Neil like a lot of people like like I know guys that's like yeah like like I, I had my ring like on me like for a, a, like a, a year waiting for the right time. I was like how in the world can you do like when I <laughs> when I got anxiety, the ring no, thank for you. Jill I just am, I seriously drove like directly to I was like I'm not waiting like and I just drove like it was like 4:30 in the afternoon like and I I drove to where she like to where she uh, lived and I ca- I was like hey can you come outside and I just proposed that in in a driveway <laughs> I was just like I I can't wait any long well like, we all know least, Perry like, is romantic, a romantic. Ever, but and then he said let's go <laughs> get some wing stop baby <laughs> no, actually, we went to uh, we went to Freddy's. I remember we went, we went to Freddy's. <laughs> Just as good. Although <laughs> I, I don't think they then, probably though. had the curds at that point in time. They did not have the curds, but they still had the delicious fry sauce. My goodness. I was gonna say, like mine, mine's been pretty bad because I was I've been doing uh, Divinity Two streams with like uh, Scott Thompson, Andy Gergen, mm. um, and I always feel bad because I keep on doing Discord on my phone because my Discord on my computer keeps on cutting in and out. Um. Discord's weird, man. It's like I, it, I love the idea, but I weird. feel like it blows half the time. Yeah. Oh, welcome back, Jerry. Hey, welcome back. I'm gonna try switching. So, full disclosure, they are doing like work on the internet around my house today. So I was wondering if this would happen. <laughs> I'm gonna switch to my iPhone though for the hotspot. Okay. Oh, great. Got to rely on the anyway, iPhone now. So I might, might change something real quick. Are you All gonna? Right. Do you have to disconnect you or hear do me you now? want to pause or just keep on? Oh, hold on. It's reconnecting. There we go. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, Freddy's. Mm. What's Dude, Freddy's again? I want some it's... custard. I mean, like, these are all it's sounding like, like uh, good things. It... I just don't, I don't know what Freddy's is. It's a... Uh... Steak burgers and like frozen custard. One okay. of those like fifties oh, kind of. It's like in between fast food and like sit down restaurant. Culver's but is the thing delicious. in Wisconsin. It's that... like it's just like Culver's. Yeah, yeah we have cool. Culver's here too. I like Culver's. Just like it's like the rival. Mm, Culver's is really good too. But when yeah. when I went and visited Perry, they they had like uh, cheese curds like brand new to the menu. Oh my uh, god, that, that's oh. the best. I forgot. I think Fried White, cheese curds. White Castle had cheese curds for a while, and like they weren't. You know, I've had I've had way better fried cheese curds. But it was very nice to just be like, oh, there's this fast food place. I just, I would periodically at my old job, it was right down the road. So I'd just go through the drive-thru and be like, I'll just have an order of cheese curds, please. Oh, dude. 
Well, that's like the Zaxby's oh, by me. They have um Oh, Zaxby's. They they have like like fried white cheese curds or whatever too. Not like amazing, but still yeah, I've gone definitely gone through the drive thru and be like, I'll just take an order of those, please. I will uh mm. I'll swear by mm. uh for all the Talk Nintendo listeners that are making pilgrimages to Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh go to Zesty's, a uh, very good custard place. Also, uh, like weirdly, weirdly robust variety of fried cheese curds. Um, mm. Like that has been that Ooh, has become a variety. favorite, a favorite. Like they have like ones where it's like oh, it's a little zestier, or ones that's a little sweeter. Um, and I'm pretty sure they they were talking about Aaron Rodgers taking over one of the booths once Jordan Love gets in there. Yeah, yeah, I think he's gonna do chains. <laughs> um, Dude, I, I, just, I still uh, can't get over that pick. Oh my goodness. I'm so man, Denzel I, Mims. Denzel Mims. I was so hoping that the Packers were going to get him. Dude, and the Jets took him like five picks before the Packers. I'm like, man. The worst thing is we traded back and everyone was like collectively lost their mind. Like, Mims is there. Take him. Like, what are you <laughs> doing? And then we end like, you know, luckily, obviously, we ended up with him anyway. But yeah, I, I was like, when I saw like, actually, I fell asleep like midway through the draft on uh, the first night. And then when I woke up and they're like, yeah, the. Green Bay took Jordan Love, and I was like, what in tarnation are so they I doing? Like, like, I definitely, in a perfect world, I would rather have had them get, like, a wide receiver like Justin Jefferson or something. Uh, clearly, the the general management on the Packers are really into Jordan Love. I don't it, I don't think it's a terrible pick, because um, it is, like, future-proofing. Like, you don't know if Rodgers is going to drop off a cliff, and you are in a spot where, like, Oh, if like Rogers is balling out for four years, okay, like maybe you can trade Jordan Love. You're not probably not going to get a first rounder for him, but on the off chance that like Rogers gets injured and his career ends, or he gets to forty and he's not playing at the same level that he was at thirty six, like you have your insurance and your shot to to keep the absurd run of Hall of Fame quarterbacks in yeah. Green Bay. I guess um, I would have just like maybe next year. You know, I I don't know. I just feel like he's still still only thirty six. You know, yeah. I, I feel like and then because say he does go three more years, then you get one year of seeing if Jordan loves any good before you got to pick up the fifth year option. Yeah. You know, it, it just strange. I, I think, like you said, I would have gotten the man a weapon, but yeah, but I just I don't I don't think there. I think anything available at the end of round one when they could pick was a reach in their yeah. eyes, whether or not they that was correct. That was from the for the Packers point of view. It's that like the wide receivers that they had on the top of their board that they would have taken in the first round were gone by the time they got a chance to pick. Anyway, speaking of getting a chance to pick, I, the, the, the dwindling, uh, uh, meter of attention to the people who don't care about football is probably almost at zero. So before that hits zero, we should, we should keep talking about Nintendo. Go Paco. Yeah. So, Brett Favre's not that I'm one of those people. Uh, football quarterback club, 98. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to uh, plug for NintendoWorldReport.com, apparently, I never knew this, uh, at E3 2000, uh, Nintendo World Report founder, Billy Berghammer, met Brett Favre, because he was there probably, I think, for a quarter, some, yeah, quarterback club, um, <laughs> and got, got his jersey signed at E3 2000, which I, I never knew until I was like, what is this photo wow. of Brett Favre doing in the E3 2000 roundup? And then meanwhile, yeah, that is so awesome. That w- could you imagine? That's Neil, a really you went good to article. E three, and you. you got to meet like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I did. Uh, I mean, I'm sad that the first year that I didn't go, 2016, uh, former Packer and and fan of Nintendo World Report, he follows us on Twitter. Uh, Mike Daniels, 
uh, he was at that E3, and I was actually talking to him on Twitter and being like, the one year I don't go. Like, yeah, you go, on. you son of a gun. Of course. Like, would have been able to, like, hang we out with Mike Daniels. We could have had some probably. cheese curds. Yeah, <laughs> we could have been best mm. friends. <laughs> yeah. He's from Jersey, too? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Uh, well, yep. yeah. That's just how it is. Well, Video games, huh? Neil, we're we're glad you're here. It's been far too long. That's just how it always is with Neil. Uh, whenever he's, like, I think you were, you've been on a couple episodes so far in our 200 episodes. One or or two. Yeah. What are you guys doing for the big two zero zero? Uh, we haven't gotten that far. I was going to ask uh, Perry to marry me, but I can't do that anymore. Yeah. I mean, you could. (laughs) Just depends. You might have to go to a different state. I got one wife. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, depends on what. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll do something. Maybe uh uh I have no idea. <laughs> it'll He's it'll us be on crazy though. It'll be crazy. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think. Maybe we'll go to the desert. Maybe we will try to recreate something from a video game. I have no idea. But it will be fun. That's what but what else will be fun is uh Neil, I just uh, watched your super long not that long, but longer than I thought it'd be video on uh on NWR TV. On the Talk Nintendo uh, 2017 Game of the Year? About the, yeah, 2016. I was going to say, I was like... Yeah, 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 it beat out Um, Zelda. (laughs) And I believe it's called Paper Mario Color Splash is great, actually. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, um, because Paper Mario Color Splash, indeed, it is great, actually. Uh, so you can go watch the video. It's the longest edited, like editorial video I've ever done. So, so that was that was. Work. Yeah, everyone should go watch it um, right I'm now. Very proud of it, uh, and it was kind of born out of I I bounced off a of color splash real hard. Uh, I I along with a lot of other people. I know there's a few Sticker Star fans out there. I am not one of them. Uh, but color splash is a game that when it came out on Wii U, I actually like played like an hour of it and was like, ah, nah, I'm out, and then never never picked it up again until. Uh, being in being in relative quarantine here with uh, coronavirus in New Jersey, uh, I've been uh, I was up in upstairs in my office where I don't have my switch hooked up, but I do have my Wii U. And my son, who's about to turn two in a month, uh, he would I be up there with rumble. me, and I'd give him the Wii U gamepad because it's a Fisher Price toy anyway. And he was playing like Super Mario sixty four, managing to turn that on, Paper Mario sixty four, stuff like that. And then I was talking to people and. Mm-hmm. Were like he'd probably really like watching you play Color Splash. So I bit the bullet, bought Color it Splash. It's colorful. It's a splash of color. Yeah, and I started playing it. He enjoyed me watching it, and I have been really, really enjoying myself playing that game. And I think it gets a bad rap just because it came out after Sticker Star. Mm-hmm. It's it's just so yeah, I think that, beautiful. Yeah. And like the music is so good, it is. like the whole presentation, it's and just it's a joy. freaking hilarious. Yeah, the script—it's probably the funniest game I've ever played. Like, seriously, it's, uh, it is definitely up there. And I think it is that, like, because it's hard to talk about Color Splash without talking about its place in the overall Paper Mario lineage. Because it isn't really an RPG. There are turn-based battles, but the focus isn't on like the traditional, like you know, it's gonna 
take all these different turns and you need to use your magic spells and everything like no you just have the the deck of cards and you're throwing two of them out at a time and what i liked about the battles though is that unlike sticker star there's actually a point and it's all about just trying to like kind of puzzle out how to use the cards that are in your deck to as efficiently and effectively wipe everybody out so it'd be like you might have like five enemies and you're like all right if i do like you know do the three jump attack and then hit it with and hit the hit the second to last guy with a hammer i might be able to knock out all five in one turn and that became really fun it's not like it's an overly difficult game but it's about doing everything efficiently as opposed to you know being challenged that everything's super difficult right exactly and and, you know, it's wrapped up in the... I, I remember going through, and I got really far in, into it. Um, I don't exactly know why I bounced off. It might be kind of because of the few things that you kind of mentioned where the battles are still a little on the meaningless side. It is definitely the weakest part where, of the game. Yeah, and it, and it is. And, like, they are a little, you know, you can't really, like... If I remember correctly, you can't really just kind of press A and go through them and do stuff. And yeah. I think you get to a point where you can you can stomp on the weak enemies and take them out. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Maybe I'm just thinking. Yeah, it happens games, basically but, second but second that, world, so to speak, is when that happens. Yeah. So, and I I just remember that being kind of a slog on that end. But like, I loved the world. I loved the concept, and I I feel like it. Yeah, I feel like it was just the the battle. It's that feeling of like I'm not really doing anything. Like obviously there is that one upgrade thing where you can get more ink, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, it's not really, you know. I just it. It's really a shame to me because I I I I love Color Splash for everything that it is. But having just played through Thousand Year Door, it's like if they would have just like incorporated that battle system at least a little bit with you know the BP the flower points or whatever they're called. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, flower uh, points. Yeah, I think it's the flower points of that. It, it, that and the attack. I mean, they could have done something, and if you could have just got, you know, po- if you could have got just some sort of uh, experience points, or uh, you know, the, the 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 points that you get for for killing an enemy, and then upgrading your attack power, or or how does it work when you? What was it that you upgrade? Oh, you got to pick whether to upgrade your flower points or your. What were the three things you can you can do? Um, what is that? Health. Health. Flower points yeah, health. and, and then badge a- points. Attack. Badge points. Yeah, that's the BP. badge points exactly. That's what it was, and so that was my favorite. Uh, and that's what I always went for because you can upgrade and do. Anyway, just that little tiny system. The choice. It, yeah, it, it, it's so just, satisfying. It just it was just so nice, you know. And I and it's just kind of crazy because there's really it's not really any more complex. Like in fact, it's probably even less complex than I mean, color splash. You have like you're picking your things and throwing them at the thing on the gamepad. Which is like cute for the first like ten times, but then it's like well, okay, let's just I, play the game. I was gonna say I do want to mention that for some asinine reason, the game is set. At first, it's like I forget the setting it's called. It is so. I yeah, I the, actually have a reason. I have an explanation for why it's like that. Mm, I would love um, to why hear. It's like it. what? I I forget exactly where. I, I think there's legitimately a quote from a developer. Uh, probably maybe it was E3 2006. Maybe it was like an afterthoughts or something. About what? What are you guys okay, talking about? Okay, so so the battle system uh, by default it's like a basic thing where you there's so many steps to get like through a battle. Yeah, it's like, like you'll, pick your you'll card, select the move you'll it pick up. the card, yeah. move it up, then you fill it in, 
then it'll take you back to a screen and then you flick it to attack. And there's like, I think it's something like, it's like in order to get to an attack, you need to like tap five or six times. It's something ridiculous. And then there's an advanced option that is briefly mentioned in the game. Um, And actually that's my, my fatal flaw when I initially played the game is that I played with the base control option. When I went back to it, it was that someone mentioning me being like, if you, you were playing it with the advanced option, right? And I looked at it, I was like, I was not. Uh, the advanced option just makes it so you you pick a card, fill it in, throw it. It's all like very. It's a lot smoother. Yeah, it and makes the reason. It, oh, yeah, I think I remember the that. reason yeah. why is uh, Paper Mario. Um, I'll have you know is is made for children, uh, so it is very laboriously kind of spelling out the tutorial aspects of the game for uh, a broader, younger audience. And then there is that advanced option for people like us that are probably going to get annoyed by the, uh, the the laborious nature of clicking through in mm. the battles. And I'm it, not... it should have said like after chapter one, like, would you like to try this? Yeah, yeah. I think I think in retrospect, I feel like probably even the developers might admit that being like, maybe we should have told people more. Like, are you over twenty? Yeah. Pick this option. Have you played a video game before? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's I mean that's the thing with the the Paper Mario games that not that I think that Thousand Year Door is like too complicated or anything, but I guess I guess my thing with that and I I probably owe it to do a full playthrough for Thousand Year Door. I know you guys did it recently because you had the the Thirsty Mage crossover podcast, uh, mm-hmm. but. My thing with that battle system and Paper Mario 64, which I actually did play like a couple hours of with 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 my kid as well, um, is that in Thousand Year Door, like that battle system is still very basic. And I don't think like, like, yeah, you do have the paper power ups and Thousand Year Door is definitely a step above Paper Mario 64. But there's very much a, a my first RPG to that game that I don't begrudge. But I also don't think that the battle system is anything more than like, it's cute. Like, I, I wish partners were in Color Splash, for example. Um, and it, it looks exactly. like we'll, we'll get to talking about uh, the next Paper Mario game in a little bit, but maybe partners are coming back somehow. Oh. Um, but, like, I, I feel like the, the weird evolution that the Paper Mario series has gone on from 64, Thousand Year Door, Super Paper Mario, Superstar Color Splash, I feel like you, you get to a point where there's, they're bursting out of the, this is just a basic RPG and, like, we're making our own weird thing, which I understand if people don't want that. I understand that people, a lot of people, want the Thousand Year Door style. And I, w- I was a person like that as of about two months ago uh, before I went back to Color Splash. <laughs> but after playing through Color Splash, like, no, like, I I would like to see them improve on aspects of this game, like, like make the battle system a little bit more consequential. Like, they, they made a big stride from Sticker Star to Color Splash. Exactly. Um, exactly. I, I very much look forward to uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King. Oh, it lo- so that looks I w- so good. Before we get into that, I I would say that it, I would I'm definitely totally in agreement where it's like where it's like I would just like I'm open for anything, you know. But when you have something that works so well like Thousand Year Door and then you do something that I don't think is as fun, it's like, well, yeah, like just make, you know, do whatever you're doing, you know. Th- these ideas are 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 like you know I don't we can do a completely new different game I think it's great but it has to be fun <laughs> you know what I mean it has to be con- like you said the the system needs to be somewhat there needs to be a, like a, a reward for you know the, it just needs to be a good gameplay loop they, and so what they should have done that's is... why I feel like Sticker Star oh, oh go ahead no yeah, go finish ahead. up your thought well I was just gonna say that like. You know, I guess starting with Super Paper Mario, that was kind of like an outlier. Like, yeah, I mean, this is cool. It's a platformer. It's it's way different. We'll give it to him. Um, but then 
with Sticker Star, it was kind of like it was different. And I think this is even like noted in history that they they literally made it different just to make it for different sake or something. There's something where it did have a partner system. It did have all that it, stuff. It, uh... When the first screenshot. Perry, it's a good thing you brought right? on someone who did a lot of research at the paper Mario in the past <laughs> two weeks. Um, so exactly. So it's 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 nuts. Go look at the E3 2000 uh, yeah E3 2011 trailer for Paper Mario, and yeah, like there are like the stickers are still there, for example. But in broad strokes, it looks like a completely different game. Um, there are partners in that trailer, like full stop, a year and a half before this game came out. There, there's, there was a trailer at an E3 that showed off partners in Paper Mario Sticker Star. It was then unnamed. That is crazy. So there's an Awada Asks that came out around Sticker Star's launch that is like weirdly, brutally honest about the development process, which is uh, by the end of 2011, uh, Miyamoto was basically just like, yo, take out the story. Um, we don't need this partner. Simplify it. Like let's let's make the like like Miyamoto just came in and Ugh. kind of upended the tea table with less than a year of development time, um, and it was this and it was the spot where I mean that's also the place in time where the Wii U was coming out in 2012, which was the same holiday that Sticker Star came out, and really the Wii U just disrupted everything because Nintendo struggles with HD development led them to taking away a lot of 3DS development. And moving it towards the Wii U. Like, if you look at Nintendo Land, a lot of the staff on that, like, for example, I, I believe, like, Zelda Battle Quest is made by some of the 2D Zelda team. Like, we would have seen A Link Between Worlds probably a year earlier if it weren't for the fact that they got completely taken off their current project to go help with the Wii U game development launch. Hmm. See, that almost hmm. makes it even weirder because if you would think, like, okay, we need to shift, like, resources and stuff, like, just. Stick to the formula, you know what I mean? Like, we've done this before, just make it a true and tried Paper Mario game. But then, yeah, to to sort of go upend it. And what I was going to get at before is sort of like, I could see sort of small changes along the lines where maybe you would look at the first installment versus the fifth, and like, man, those games are way different. But, like, you could see how it sort of got there. Yeah, it seemed like with, you know, Sticker Star, it was just like a complete... Like, oh, we're just taking a 180. And yeah, and well, I, I mean, just, Super Paper Mario. Yeah. Like that, I, but that, like that game was a half step in that direction. Yeah, I guess for me, I just, like, I know it's a Paper Mario game, but, like, at the same token, like, I almost feel like that one's, like, not even, like, I don't know. I need to play that one again. I just remember it being super tedious to be like, all right, I'm going to explore this area. Well, it's and funny. And I'm going to explore it Now again. it seems more like a Paper Mario game. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it just seemed like it was so out of the wheelhouse that it was like, okay, we'll give you this one little fun spinoff game. It's the it's a Hey different, Pikmin and Maybe game. it's a little wonky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, whatever, you know, okay, I get it. But then, yeah, then it's like, oh, that's actually like more <laughs> more Paper Mario than like the, <laughs> the newer ones. Not really, but yeah. yeah. I mean, Super, Super, a fun concept. Yeah, Super Paper Mario is a cute game, but it definitely, I mean, that's that was the start of moving away from we're going to just make like a, a basic traditional RPG, which is what 64 and thousand year door were. Right. Well, okay. So when did Mario and Luigi come out? Uh, two, on the 2001, Wait. I believe Mario and Luigi and paper Mario okay. 60, Mario and Luigi superstar saga and paper Mario 64 two. were developed around the same time. Actually, I think superstar saga. Yeah. Superstar saga was later because paper Mario was 2001. Wow. Superstar Saga was 2003. Okay, so, man. You ever go back and play the original Paper Mario game? It is very, very I, slow. <laughs> very slow it, I mean, 
it's uh, th- but there's a there's a part of 64 that I really is I it? really like because it is it's a straightforward simplistic RPG. I think Thousand Year Door some of the like the return trips and backtracking that that slows that down. That that slows that game down in a different way than 64. Yeah, there is a yeah, there is a lot of that. I mean, it, yeah, I'm actually I really do want to go back and kind of go through and play like with Jill. We really really enjoyed playing through Thousand Year Door and I really want to go back and play. I've never finished the original Paper Mario, but I remember I, like <laughs> I remember downloading it on my Wii, like, and getting a classic, literally buying like a classic controller at Target, a black one, classic controller Pro, coming back and playing that in my room, and it was like the coolest thing ever. It's like, oh, this game. I remember it being a lot of fun, Paper Mario mm. sixty four. But it just, I got to a part where I was like stuck or something, and I just, I never beat it. I'd like to go through and play it again. I remember really liking. So it, my though. thing with that is, I have a great fondness for that game, as detailed in the video. Um, I like I was mm-hmm. counting the days for Paper Mario 64 to came out and come out, and I wound up. I think I played through it like three or four times back in the day, uh, and like that that era that you know GameCube era when there were smulls and releases. Um, and I actually did go back to it on Virtual Console, and because it is a very slow game, I fell asleep a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's so maybe that's not the best thing about it, but I still appreciate <laughs> that game for what it is. It's a it's a it's a my it's Fisher Price is my first RPG. Like, yeah, that's what that yeah, game it's, is. So that's it's fine. very. Like you said, yeah, it's it's basic. It's it's definitely slow going. Definitely a good game there, but you could probably revisit better games, Perry. I know, but I I kind of want to get my. I mean, I are you saying it's better for it to live in the you happy should, memories? Or? Uh, Perry, you should revisit Quest sixty four. Mm, dude, I'm oh, I can't wait. One of these days, we're gonna do it. Yeah, we're going to do it for the mage, right? I, Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, these people <laughs> all hating on Quest 64. I bet you no one even played it. It's definitely uh, not a great yeah. game. I'm not claiming you, you know, uh, but yeah, you know I was going to say, Casey, Casey, I've played way too much of no. the game. <laughs> no, I, I'm talking about all the haters, you know? It's like, like stupid Jordan. Like, who does he think he is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's like my, my claim to fame is when he came on here with like the mystery games and I nailed Quest 64. I was like, Yes! Yeah, was that was that Imagineer mm-hmm. was the developer or was uh, that the public? I, I think so. Quest Destineer. Destiny? I don't know. Quest sixty four's got a pretty good soundtrack. It does. Especially for like N sixty four game, it. you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you don't love Brian? <laughs> good old Brian. Yeah, it, that's so funny. And the the best thing is it's not even like there's more games in the quests. Fran- or series that you yeah. forget about, you know? We'll just have a whole podcast about the quest games. Like Quest, Brian's journey for the Game Boy Color. Yeah, and and that's it. But we need to bring it back. How that, yeah, really? that yeah. IP can't be that expensive. We should be able to buy the Quest IP and start yeah, bring it back. Yeah, we're just make they're like, wow, look at this game's amazing. If they can if they can remake or remaster Tie the Tasmanian Tiger, we can remake Quest sixty four. Oh, good old I'm trying to see. I I'd love to hear actually uh talk about that cuz I've only heard about it anecdotally my whole life, you know, and how it's like one of the only RPGs on the 64, right? That's Yeah, thing, well, right? yeah, there's like it's, two others, but I think I think it was the first one. Yeah, that it was, was its... the one that like every like cuz meanwhile, you know, like PlayStation's getting all these great Final Fantasy games like that's right, baby, we got Quest 64. <laughs> Let's roll. Oh, okay, and then gotcha. all of a sudden you're like Oof. Gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, like Ogre Battle and, and Paper Mario came out later and later in the system's life, and then there was the abysmal Aiden Chronicles, which is the actual worst RPG on N sixty four, not Quest sixty four. 
Yeah, quest, a- and then I, and it's bad. weird because I'm pretty sure to like how the stats go. Like, if you want to increase your health, you got to get hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or that, that might be your defense. Kinda, yeah, yeah so, your saga kind of thing. So half the time it's like, all right, I'm just gonna let on this guy like whack on me for a little bit until I get like sort <laughs> of low health, but not gonna die, and then I'll kill him. It's not a great game. You know, but I'd love to read. You know, what would be great. A great feature would be the worst RPGs on and then insert game platform. That'd be a good feature. Oh, look, there's another like quest the top, game. The top three worst. There is? <laughs> quest Fantasy Challenge. Uh, it is a spin-off game for the Quest series for the Game Boy Color, uh, originally released in April of 1999. It's we a puzzle to, game to of some sort. Gonna have, uh, Amazing. Uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna open up a, a weird a weird basement shack at the Thirsty Mage where all we do is talk about Quest sixty four. The Quest Room, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they should make SteamWorld Quest sixty four. I'd play that. Mm. Hmm? I'd, mm. I'd, yeah. Isn't the big thing that it's really is is that the game that's really dark? Is that the Qu- what SteamWorld Quest? Or am I thinking something else? Uh, no quest. No, quest that's Aiden. That's Aiden Chronicles. That's there's oh, that's definitely. The actual, the I do remember a building game. in Quest. Like if, I, I'm pretty sure there are a few buildings that are pretty dark too. But yeah. no, yeah, there, there's that one game you like literally can't see. I think I think it's Aiden Chronicles is the one that has that reputation. I feel like I remember watching that <laughs> on awesome. some sort of NWR telethon stream or someone maybe posted the video. I, it, I feel like um, it's a thing. It's RFN a thing that James it, right? that yeah. James trots out every now and then. That's why I'm reminded of it. I blocked it out, and then he brought it up, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. never again. Son of a gun. That seems to be a theme with James Jones. Yeah. He has a lot of things that I try to blot out of my memory. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, all right. Well, uh, I be- speaking of RPGs. Casey, have you been playing another little RPG here? Yes, I have. So. Uh, you know, wrapped up, we were done, you know, Trials of Mana, we're, we're moving on, and it was sort of like, well, what do I want to play next, you know? And I happened to see, I believe it was actually an Instagram ad, and I was like, they freaking got me, you know what I mean? It was like, um, uh, wow. it was... It's like Wingstop on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only Facebook ad to ever work. It's like, that's it, Jill. We're or- me. Order Wingstop now. You didn't even think about it. It was just Picture done. good. You, you're like, you woke up. Nope. You're like, whoa. Yep. Uh, yeah, it pretty much, it, it was yep. a Bandai, um, you know, it was like, hey, bunch of games on sale. You want to check it out? And I was like, you son of a gun. I guess so. And, and then I and I was going through and I guess so. and it was a lot of I think it was like an anime sale so it's like I probably won't get anything you know it was like um like Dragon Ball Fighter mm-hmm. uh, was yeah, probably on like there. My Heroes Justice or whatever yeah I, all uh, sorts of games I was Naruto like, games mm-hmm. I was like ah, I'm probably not gonna get those you know what <laughs> I mean but then Tales of Vesperia was on there. And it was, uh, instead of 50 bucks, it was only $20. So I was like, oh. I was like, all right, let me look into this game. Line and sinker. And, and sure enough, it looked really cool. Uh, really cool and uh, ended up going with the purchase. Sorry, I forgot the snap for you. But yeah, I, I did a little research too. And, and it's funny to think that uh, this was originally 
an Xbox 360 like exclusive game. It's it's from that bizarre era cuz then you have like uh the 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 Final Fantasy guy Sakaguchi did Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey yeah. exclusive for Xbox. There's a couple other ones that are weird like that, but like there was an entire Tales game coming off of their exclusivity deal with uh Symphonia on GameCube that was just Xbox only. The Xbox was really pushing to to sort of get a footing in Japan, so they're trying to poach all those good RPGs. So Sort of funny to think like, oh, this one that, you know, from what I gather, it's pretty highly, you know, thought upon in the Tales series. I don't know. I haven't looked like on a top whatever list, but it seemed like a lot of people really like this game and, and really like the characters and stuff. So I was like, all right, let's get into it. And um, yeah, I mean, right off the bat, you know, you're it's sort of this interesting world. You're like within this, you know, city and you're like in the lower areas, you know, uh, you're playing as this guy named Yuri. And you're you're sort of it almost is like you're the badass that sort of like protects the the lower you know side of society you know and you find out it's these uh, these blastia cores which I think are just like sort of like manifested pieces of magic um, that sort of keep barriers up to prevent you know the the places from getting attacked by monsters and I guess in this instance it also for some reason kept this well from just flooding the entire area so like that's sort of how the game starts it's like oh someone stole this you know piece of blastia and you're like i'm gonna go find it so like you go to the upper part of the uh you know city and then you're sort of you know dealing with royals and more fancy people you know you break in and you end up meeting the princess and you know you sort of end up like all right we're, we're sort of trying to go to the same spot which is out of this city and like you know, the people who live in there, they don't leave the city, you know, so it's like, oh, now we're on the world map, and we're going around, so, you know, I, I think I'm like two to three hours in, so it's still pretty early on, I, I think it's like a 40-hour game, but the battle system is, um, you know, an action RPG, so you go in there, you know, you you pretty much A is like your weak combo, you know, attack, uh, or it actually might be B, and then A is like your arts, uh, which are your fancy moves, you know? So it's actually sort of cool is, like, they, they count up the combos. And in the beginning, because there's, like, a little bit of a lag after, like, if you hit your weak attack, like, three times, it's sort of like, a, all right, swing, swing, you know, sort of a, a bigger swing. And then there's, like, a little bit of lag at that point where, like, you can't attack again. So at first I'm like, man, I can't get more than, like, three or four combos, you know what I mean? But then yeah. when more enemies start coming in, it's like, oh, now I'm hitting a couple more enemies at the one time, and now that I have more partners, like, they're hitting an enemy, so I'm not getting hit on my lag attack and sort of keep it going. And then all of a sudden, you, you rack up, like, a combo of 20, and you're like, okay, like, now I'm starting to see how the battle system is coming together, you know? And you... Yeah, because... Oh, yeah. yeah, go on. Oh, I was going to say, and then you unlock new arts as you level up and as you continue to, you know, rack up combos and stuff. Like... I've just got a couple of like, oh, you unlocked a new art like mid battle. So it's like, okay, like sweet. Yeah. Like my experience with the tale series is I liked Symphonia on GameCube. Um, it's, it's really long. I think all the tales games are really long. long. Yeah. I remember that. Um, and then I played tales of the abyss when it came out on 3ds and didn't really like it that much. Like I went, I think I put like 10 to 15 hours into it before I'm like, I don't know if this is for me. I did wind up getting Vesperia. I think it was on some kind of like BOGO deal or something. Uh, I have not played it yet, though. It's there with Final Fantasy Twelve as mm. two two Switch games that I bought, being like, I will play Hugh Long RPG, and have never gotten to. But I mean, it's <laughs> it's because I've always 
I don't love the Tales games, but I, I like the change of pace that they provide because it is that it is that like big bold JRPG quest, but then they have that battle system that's very distinctive and unique. I think uh, Star Ocean, which came out on Switch last December, uh, I reviewed it. Um, or no, yeah, yeah, Star Ocean First Departure R mm-hmm, is a yep. RPG from Square Enix that came out last year. Is actually made by so the Tale series started with Tales of Fantasia. And after that, the developers of that game left to go to Enix, and then they made Star Ocean. Um, Star Ocean is a very similar combat system where, like, Mm. you're on an overworld map, and then you go to another screen to have this kind of, like, fast-paced, combo-driven RPG, uh, like, battle, and then you go back out to the overworld. And I always kind of like that idea. Uh, And Vesperia, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be, like, the best Tales game. So... Yeah, I, I, I mean, so I, I'd always, what system I'd are you playing play this on, Case? I, I got it for the Switch. Okay, okay. I just make it sure. I... Cool. Yeah, no, it's um. I mean, so far, like I said, I really like the characters. I I've only met a couple of them, but they're it, they're really good. You know, like how they interact with one another too. It's like it, it seems like seems natural. You know what I mean? And then the actual the voice acting's pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, it's not. Uh, it's Troy Baker. He he plays. Yeah. Uh, he does. Yeah, I think he does. I think he's Yuri, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, that was like. I was like, man, I've heard this voice before, and like <laughs> he's in every video game. And, and it's funny. Caitlin was like, it. She's like, oh, this sounds like. And, and I I forget who she thought it sounded like, but it was like someone from a TV show. And then she looked it up. She's like, no, it's Troy Baker. And I was like, oh, I should have known that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's only him and like Nolan North. You know, only the 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 biggest, <laughs> most notable guys, but. Um, yeah, like, there's, uh, it's actually sort of cool, like, obviously you've got the story bits, like, sort of go along with, you know, the quest you're on, but then as you're traveling, like, you'll have that option that sort of, you can hit the minus button. Yeah, like the, and the all party sudden, talk. Yeah, but it's cool, like, they have, like, it's like a cute anime style that doesn't necessarily look like the character, I mean, it looks like them, you know what I mean, but it's a different style than, like, the actual, you know, Um, 3d model yeah that you're running around with and it's cute you know like there's just funny little like quips that you know that friends are going on a journey and they're poking fun at each other and stuff but you know also talking about what's going on so i I really like that um and yeah i mean as uh i'm pretty sure you get a bunch of characters within your party i'm not sure how many but you know you're definitely gonna be changing out your party and and so far i'm you know like i said enjoying it and looking forward to unlocking more characters as we go cool boom boom and and i'm sure there's probably going to be a mage episode because i'm pretty sure jordan's going to buy it so if there was ever a time neil (laughs) i mean i got if i must i would i mean i played i guess you have played final fantasy 12 as well and it's it's weird i think i ruined that game for me by playing it too much in times three speed because essentially I would yeah. just like get into a battle and just like times three and just let it sort of play out, you know, but it plays like an MMO if that's yeah, like, I don't yeah, know I've if heard that's like, I, like I mean, tea, you know? it's Ooh. almost like a proto Xenoblade kind of battle system from, yeah. from what I've heard about 12. I played a little bit of 12. Like I, I what, was there a demo or something? Mm, I, I have I'm a memory sure. of playing it around when it came out. I think there might've been like a demo that came with like Dragon Quest eight mm. or something like that. Um, really good yeah, characters like, I mean, like in the, that game too, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Because didn't it come out like sort of right around when like the prequels were all sort of popping off? Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, 
I got I got to finish up I got to finish up uh Trials of Mana first. Uh but then maybe maybe Vesperia will enter my RPG realm. Boom. We'll follow the same path. Entering I'll have to Neil's go back RPG and realm. I was to say I'll have to go back and play Color Splash. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do it. I'll I'll play it with you. Case. Dude, it you oh, I can't I hate you Perry for quitting on it that one time. You son of a gun. I mean, like, like if you guys both time. play Color Splash and you want to talk more about it, like you, you know where I, you know what I'm up to. Uh, All right, it's good. I am, I am on a Paper yeah, no, Mario. I really, do, I really do want to uh, do that. Bender, honestly, at this point, and it's and probably I, not going to stop. I love that. That's a good, good that's a kind of bender. bender. Oh, that's a great threat and a and a great bender. <laughs> um, so I, I will just wrap up things. Bye. Funnily enough, uh, Casey texted me few days ago and it's like hey what are your turnip prices it was a it was a saturday or a friday you know saturday uh you know uh panic text like hurry up man i gotta unload on stuff can you please check and anyway so on saturday i checked and i think they were selling for 40 bells so dude well (laughs) caitlin was the one caitlin actually she went hard you know and i only had some but yeah all week was like 50s um but then we found like reddit yeah. Reddit has a couple uh, subreddits that people go on there and post when they have really good stuff. And it's hard when, like, because you'll see, like, people who at 500, 600, you know, pretty often. But then you look at the re- responses and there's, like, 300 of them. You're like, I'm never getting in that town, you know. Uh, but we were lucky. We found right. someone who had it for, like, 172. So it was like... That's definitely higher than we, you know, bought them for. Not gonna like make a killing. They're selling for 180 right now in my town. I have 355. I legitimately have my switch plugged in next to me while people are going to. I want to say, dude, if you want, you put it on that subreddit and then just be like, "Tips appreciated," and you'll probably end up making a lot of money. <laughs> I'm, I, I've reached the point with Animal Crossing where I, I have more money than I know what to do with. So I basically do the turnips of just like it's. It's in these quarantine times. It's my way of keeping up with my in real life friends. You're like a you're like a billionaire that's just like yeah. yeah. I, I dabble yeah. with fifty million on bets here and there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's more like yeah, like some of my friends, yes. my friends that live locally that like we're all playing Animal Crossing together. So we have a, like a group text going of like, uh, what are your turn up prices? I'm coming over. I'll bring a punching bag. It's a, it's for a your great little ring. scheme, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean. What a great little thing to be like, hey, like everyone has everyone has this value. They can wake up and like, especially if they have gambling problems, you can wake (laughs) up like, oh, like what am I like? I got to check it. And like it changes at noon or whatever. And it's like, what's it going to be? And and then I just no, I'm just kidding. But it it is fun to check like with our friends and Jill has her own uh, town and switch and stuff. So it's like, you know, just it's a fun little uh, part of it, because obviously like like Nick Bray helped me help me make like, you know, two million bells once. And it was just like a random thing. It's like, okay, this is good. Um, but anyway, I hadn't been on Animal Crossing for like a month. Uh, and so I got on with, with Casey. And it wasn't because I just did. I, it, I was just busy and just didn't have time and blah, blah, blah. And uh, got back on. And it, it was on Saturday morning. And the the baby and Jill were still sleeping. And so I was just... Uh, just kind of vegging out and relaxing and it was just like oh man it hit me really hard animal crossing i was like man this game is so chill and it's so beautiful and it's just so nice to just go out and you know what i'm gonna go and buy a ticket to an island and i'm gonna go there and see if something fun's there and you know oh, oh, i look, discovered a new fish there it's like it's just... hometown fruit great 
and nothing else. That's the only <laughs> island I get. I, I, yeah, I wish yeah, every I wish, single time. It's it's something that kind of bums me out about how um, Animal Crossing New Horizons is is basically a live game, and that Nintendo keeps on kind of lowering the odds of different things. Like you used to run into tarantulas all the time in that first month. And then they lowered the odds, so now that it's like switched over to another creepy crawly at night, I believe it's scorpions right now. I just never see them. I'm also oh, is it? Yeah, I haven't seen them. I'm also not yeah, that's right. Yeah. Not the island, just I'm, just one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm not I'm not playing the game as as I guess like as religiously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I I put in a bunch of time, and also it was the start. I mean, it came out at the absolute perfect time, as I'm sure everyone has discussed at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, I mean, the game's mm-hmm. been out for almost two months to the day. I'm still I think I missed one day finally after after putting mm-hmm. at least turning it on every day. I missed one day last week. But even that, like up until today I wound up spending more time just because I had higher turn up prices, like wound up doing some doing some gardening, uh put in a bridge or two. Uh but I, I did have a while where I'd basically just go in, like grab my fossils, check the store, and then turn it off. Um and I'm kind of mm-hmm. I, I like the ebb and flow of it and the fact that I do have more people uh, more people around me that are playing it and then it's more accessible to just hop online like the dodo code stuff is fantastic yeah. because that's the thing with new leaf is that like if i wasn't actively playing that setting up anything for online was very very clumsy oh it's the worst dude <laughs> you know um that reminds me uh i was thinking a cool site feature and at least if if not on the site on here would be the zeitgeist of the year i think would be a really good end of the year thing because i don't know if we do do we have that uh, i think we do i think we have like feature? biggest news but I, I like the term zeitgeist a lot so so uh be well, sure I think to, it, yeah, because to, I think to bring it's... that up in some capacity because we yeah. should that, that's a good way to summarize it because i think we had like we had the dueling things of like kind of like like the best news or like best reveal and then the be- right. biggest disappointment which the biggest disappointment last year i think was three houses story structure um which is then weird because of the three houses right. was our sake game of the year <laughs> <laughs> right right it's a it's a it's a, it's a very complicated relationship yes. yeah, yeah those are the best ones so, it's a very good yeah, game it's um, just that like i don't know why do i have to play that first part four times to well, see everything <laughs> and it's funny because that's exactly what i was thinking i was going to say that fire emblem would have definitely been the zeitgeist of the year 2019 because i think that that like uh, you know people were totally obsessed um yeah. with that game mm-hmm. when that came out and it was a very you know huge huge thing and obviously animal crossing would be that but um, there might you know, be there might never, be some things coming down. Know. There might be some things coming out second half of the year. It might, mm-hmm. might might take the thunder a little bit. It might be cool. That'd be amazing. The wild yeah. too. Cool. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> eh, let's not go that no, far. That's true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, Donkey you know Kong what Country they say. Maybe, maybe pre three. maybe pre COVID, uh, Breath of the Wild two in twenty twenty was a remote possibility. I think I think with coronavirus hitting, like the moment that I was like, oh, Nintendo's development is going to be affected. Uh oh, Zelda. <laughs> well, what they should do is just release the first yeah. part, and then they can release the rest later. <laughs> just yeah, they should just pull the Final it. Fantasy VII on us. I'll be Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild Infinity War. You can play the first three dungeons, but you'll have to wait for the rest. <laughs> no, no, stop it. We're probably anyway, uh, like, like what company? It? What company will do that first? How funny would that be? <laughs> ocarina of time remaster or remake and they only you can only be a child like they're like you'll get the adult you can only be a young link um, oh, oh man it'll goodness. be like final fantasy 7 remake nintendo should make ocarina of time remake and the first part like ends when you leave kokiri forest but it's a 40 hour game 
Oh, man. <laughs> It'd almost be the greatest thing ever, potentially. That's actually pretty perfect. All right, after this, I'm going to jot down my idea good. for what Ocarina of Time remake mm-hmm. in the style of Final Fantasy VII remake is. <laughs> we could definitely mm-hmm. have fun with that you one. You should send that to Billy Burkhammer. <laughs> he, that's his be, job now, right? Yeah, is to like, come up uh, with the next you Zelda have an games, in right? now. Pitch this. Like, yeah. look at how much money Square is making right now. Nintendo can do that. You I can. know Animal Crossing is doing really well. However, they could pop that out real quick. Let's go. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, but let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have the new eShop Roundup. Hmm? Sounds pretty good. With Neil. then i don't know how long that musical interlude Alrighty. was perry but it better have been hardy all right so, that's all it, i request that's all i request <laughs> okay it is and then so we're back and uh that means that it's there's only it can only mean one thing time to round up some stuff Woo-hoo. the new e-shop roundup all right. Well, I think we're going to kick it off with our guest here. Good old Neil. What you got, mm-hmm. big fella? So, Monster Prom Double XL, uh, which is a game that I, I think I like passed by it at a PAX East or something. I think it was one that you guys were probably at. It was, I think it was like three or four years ago. So, you were, you were probably also in the building. Maybe you passed by the Monster Prom booth. Mm-hmm. But Monster Prom Double XL, is, it's a game that came out on PC, did, uh, got pretty good reception. I believe they, they had a Kickstarter, a successful Kickstarter for a sequel. So that game is, is coming out, I, I assume, on PC at some point, and probably Switch eventually. But uh, coming out on May 21st, and I'll actually be doing uh, some sort of review content for the game as well. It is a competitive dating sim where uh, you you play a monster and you're, you're looking for a date to prom. I'm looking at the the visuals so right like, now. It's like Casey's. The prom. art style is super cool. Yeah, like it's a very it's 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 a very unique art style, and I've heard very good things um, from from people that are into that sort of thing, like Matt Zawadniak and Joe DeVader over at Nintendo World Report. They are they are big fans. But the way it works is that it's kind of like you're collectively playing a visual novel. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna probably try it out after after we have our our show and recording here. I'm going to try playing it with my wife as we will compete to, I guess, date the, the most attractive monster, bring them to prom. You can do it with four people locally, uh, so that should be fun when I can leave my house. Uh, oh, that's but for pretty now, cool. It's multiplayer. Yeah, so so for now, it'll it'll have to be a co-op experience. Uh, I think you can play it in single player, but I've heard that's not really recommended. It does remind me, if you guys played, I believe it's Jackbox Party Pack 4, has this game called Monster Seeking Monster which I think is really fantastic. That's that's a similar concept where uh, everybody is, uh, like you're basically commuting each other using using your phones kind of as, as texting each other in the game as it's a Jackbox game, so you're using your phone as a controller. And in that game, you're, you're kind of trying to like communicate with people and try to lure people into picking you as the person that you're dating that night and whoever does that 
the most wins, and there's also, like, monster powers where, like, if you're a, a leprechaun, you can steal people's hearts, and, like, if you're a zombie, <laughs> you can you can spread the zombie disease to everybody. Uh, but that's what, like, Monster Prom reminds me a lot of that, and that's one of my favorite Jackbox games. So I look forward to playing it, and it is fifteen ninety nine. Uh, I, I believe it's on sale for like the first week, but either way, if you were to buy it this week, it's fifteen ninety nine. Boom! Sweet. There All right. Well, my game. Little, little change up here. We've got Night Swap Two. This right here, you can get this game for under a buck. That's right. It's ninety nine cents, and it's actually on sale right now for forty nine. So there's a good chance if you have some gold coins, you know, sort of sitting around, you could get this game for free. Mm -hmm. Now, the idea of this game, it's a min minimalistic mm. puzzle game. Uh, like, you look at the screens, it's very simple. You just got tiles, and you've got you know, uh, four or however many knights. Knights. And the idea is you want to... From uh, from yep. chess, the horse guys. Yep. The, the old horses. Just people listening. <laughs> the, the, the opponent. You mean horses. Oh, I don't yep. know if Perry's trying to talk right now, because his internet keeps cutting out. But... I'm going to just keep on keeping on. Yeah, so the idea here is uh, keep, keep yeah, on. you want to um, switch your knights, you know, their starting spot with their counterparts on the other side of these maps. Obviously, knights sort of have an awkward moving pattern, right? It's up two and over, either one or, you know, left or right. I guess you could go mm -hmm. two to the left or right and then one up or back. So it's, uh, you know, a little, little weird. And then, like, the boards, obviously, you know, it, they're puzzles, so you got to sort of figure out the best pattern. I'm looking at some screenshots here. It looks like they've got maybe some sort of warp uh, zones that you can land on, and they pop you into a different area. I believe, uh, let's see, 50 originally designed levels, and um, all the original night swap features include partial, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, there it is. Under a buck, even though you got a, a nice little puzzle game you can fire up, and yeah, looks pretty cool. I'm going to say it. This game looks like one of those games that will get so ridiculously hard very quickly. Mm. I'm just gonna Unless say if it. you're smart. Uh, like like super yeah, so Perry, unless you're smart. Uh, exactly. So Perry, I recommend you pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh now, as you heard me talk about a uh, golf game last week, you know I'm a sucker for golf games. And you know that I love my friends. So Golf with your friends is my pick this week for 1999. This is from published by Team 17. Team, team you 17. You've heard of them. Uh, I think. Do you cut out? That's some nice chaps. You know what? I did cut <laughs> out. You know what's nice is that everything that I'm saying is being recorded. So this is going to be an interesting edit. I don't know if I'm going to be able to so catch all these God little deals that <laughs> these little mess ups. Editing. Yeah, we we we've heard like three words out of the last three sentences. That's okay, cause everyone else has heard it. So just Twelve just say, players, uh -huh. huh? Yeah, Jerry. Yeah, that's right. It, yes. Anyway, can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Right. I see. Just. <laughs> Perry, I agree. It is a lot like Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Fire Emblem Light, right? Um, anyway, this game, Golf with Your Friends, it looks really, it looks really fun, and it has uh, lots of different places. And I, I'm, I'm wondering if it's online. Um, it says simultaneous. For it looks like it has online players. play. I, yeah, it's got the banner. It's got. Yep, this game supports online play and save data cloud. 
So, oh yeah, you could do 12 oh, player cool. on... That actually made me way more interested in this game, because I was looking... I know, Perry, you reviewed yeah. Party Golf uh, for Nintendo World Report, and I, I always did. look at that game, whenever it's on sale, as being like, maybe I should get that, but... Uh, my my local it's my local multiplayer my, like my local multiplayer things that's probably one it's always one that's on the short list for doing at uh, who wants to be a Nintendo Air um, but it winds up uh, like I mean this year I, I guess mm. Sega Ages Virtual Racing beat it out I don't know um, <clears throat> but but golf with your mm -hmm. friends uh, seemed like a different version of party golf how does it, how do they kind of compare and contrast. I don't know. I haven't played it yet. Oh, okay. We, we should, I, I, maybe I'll reach out <laughs> for a code or I'll download this. Who knows? It looks like fun, though. Um, side note, remember that Smash Bros. panel that we had at PAX? South? That was awesome. Yes. That was unbelievably cool. <laughs> that pack, like, it was sold out. And we had those... Remember when we, like... We booed those people into picking random? <laughs> yep. Yeah, glorious. well, yeah. Everyone picked like, random everyone except besides for one, one guy. Jimbot. Although, if you're listening, Jim Bot, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. for you, Jim. Yeah. No, you're fine. I know. You big Jim. <laughs> um, no. But, like, no. so, he, so, I mean, that, that, was a gym bot. that, that uh, Pack South 2019 uh, inspired Who Wants to Be a Nintendo Wear for, for uh, the past two times that I've done it because we've been using that. We've been using Switch games to pick who is the contestant. Uh, but I realized that, like, oh, we right. basically did Switch games that people have never really played. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a game Baron Fur is gonna right. fly that came out. It came out actually the week after PAX East. We happened to get a code, and then I asked the PR rep, being like, "So I'm doing this panel. Can I can I use the game?" And yeah. they actually like the developer gave me recommendations for like these are the settings you should use. Um, and it, and oh, it wound up being yeah. really. I mean, like it's a ton of fun, even if it's super chaotic, because it is just like everybody watching. Uh, six to eight people try to figure out how to play a game that they've never really played. Because this year we did Stick Bold, which is six players. Then we did Virtual Racing, which was eight players, um, all on the big screen. And like, because that one is it's the arcade game, so it's just like everybody has their own monitor up on the screen. And then we did Baron Fur is gonna fly. Mm. Mm. That's amazing. Do you, you might have went yeah, to the last so. PAX. <laughs> yeah, I know. I might have. I, I went to the last event of 2020. Honestly. Isn't that crazy, man? Yeah. Did not think that. Even 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 well, as I was on the show floor with GDC got canceled. That was a bizarre moment of being at PAX East when the next game convention was being canceled. I just remember when the NBA yeah. shut down, talking to my brother, and we're like, wow, can't believe they shut down on such a whim, you know? And then yeah. all of a sudden, like, 24 mm -hmm. hours later, you're like, oh, I Never, see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I just hope football's not delayed. Anyway, golf with your friends. <laughs> That's it. I mean, golf, golf might be friends, the only sport that we can play. So, so this is a hugely important game. Well, it's actually funny because, like, down here, golf courses have just been open like the entire time. But what they do is they like, you can't oh, yeah. like. Um, so in the pin, like normally you'd pull the the pin out, right? Um, but they put like little pool noodles yeah. around the bottom of the pin. So like you could still hit the ball in, but like then the ball doesn't go all the way down, so you could just grab it and like you could play around without touching anything, you know? Yeah. So uh, I remember when David and Jordan were doing the uh, Mario Golf episode. Like I like snapped him a picture. I was like of me playing golf, you know? And they're like, we're sitting in our houses and this gym bot's playing golf. <laughs> I was like, good old South, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, my 
It's funny. My uh, my friend told me that the golf courses here are just packed. Like they've been packed. Well, I mean, it's, like, I can't wait for the, the virus. The only to be bad over thing so is obviously <laughs> you're everyone's congregating like to go play at first, but then once you're out in the course, like you never really get near anyone. You know, it, it is one of the most socially distant sports. Oh, exactly. And I know, like Jersey. I mean, Jersey, for as restrictive as things are, they opened up golf courses like two weeks ago, but you could only do uh, twosomes. And now you can do, I believe as of this Friday, you can do foursomes playing golf. It's funny because they didn't, they don't let you take a, a cart with someone else. So if, yeah. you're, if you have a foursome down here, it's like you're rolling around with four carts. <laughs> it's sort of weird, you know? <laughs> what are you perverts laughing about? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, I just think uh, I need my own card anyway, so I'm glad that I wouldn't have to be humiliated. Yeah, yeah Perry's like, I can finally play golf. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Perry, Perry, maybe uh, maybe I'll break down and get some golf with friends as well. And, I tell and you what, can, if everyone... That 12-player online sounds real fun. Dude, that would be a super fun. fun video slash stream night kind of thing. Yeah. Or game night or something. That would mm. be... I'm definitely gonna have to watch some videos. That really would be. I'm gonna have to reach out to. Uh, team We're gonna 17. need twelve codes, some, please. We have some contacts there. <laughs> yeah, uh, we can we can yeah, talk we, after the yeah. show. I can I can pass an email. How else to are we you gonna too. test it? But yeah, boom, cool. Well, that's enough of our All e right. shop roundup, well, Jera. That is enough. So what do we got? We do have some important news. We've got to some talk news. about news talk with Casey Gibson. I said important. I news. tell you what, I'm gonna slide the most important news to the end because okay. I feel like that one we'll actually talk about, and the rest will sort of be sort of quick. <laughs> so, all right, right, Neil, fire it off, big big man. What do we got? So, Unreal Engine Five, which was shown off for PlayStation Five last week, uh, it was announced, but alongside that, alongside with that, uh, that that uh, Uncanny Valley, very real looking demo that it will support Switch, which. It's like that's that's cool. Like obviously, Unreal Engine Five will not look as good as it will on a PlayStation Five as it will on Switch, but that is encouraging for the future of Nintendo's platform. Yeah, I feel like yeah, if if we were in the mm -hmm. Wii U era, it would like no one would have even have questioned. You know what I mean? If it was yeah. coming, it would have just been like sweet. Nope. Can't wait to play it on the PS Five. You know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah more I mean, games. It, so. Yeah, it's going to be a while before we'll probably even really see any UE5 games, just period. Like, I, I think I saw some of the stuff where it's like, maybe by the end of 2021, we'll start to see, like, something from Epic that'll use it. Um, and part of the reason is that Fortnite is moving over to Unreal Engine 5. And, I mean, at this point, like, that's that's the great thing about Fortnite. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a very fun game. I don't know where everybody's stances on it. I know some people aren't fans. Uh, but it keeps it... I play it every day. It keeps day. it with... with with Fortnite uh, being on virtually everything, it means that whatever Epic's engine is, it's going to work on just about everything. It might not, it's not going to look as sh shiny and snazzy, but they're going to be actively involved in keeping Fortnite on every device, so they will have a reason to make sure Unreal Engine works on it fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, just good stuff. I mean, more, more games. I mean, I know we joke about we don't really need more games, but obviously... Great, more game, more great games. Ideally, would be pretty cool. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. Speaking of I great what, games, uh, <laughs> what's that? Oh, the four more games. I was teeing it up for you, Perry. 
teeing it up like yeah. golf. Yeah, like golfing with your friends. Because you could finally play now. All right. Beautiful. Uh, four more games are coming to Switch Online. Are they? Are they from Nintendo? And, uh, like Super Mario RPG? Uh, yeah, Donkey Kong yeah. Country Three. Good question. Good question. No. Well, well actually, uh, one of these games is from Nintendo. Uh, I don't even know which one it is. Uh, well, I'll let you announce them, oh. and I will interject. And, and... Okay. All right. So first up, we have Operation Logic Bomb. Is that the one? No. Operation Logic Bomb. Okay. Next up, we have Wild Guns, which we had for. Uh, they had like a remake yeah. of that game. Yeah, which is it's one of those <laughs> like things where I'm like, retail. what's the point of that? And I'm like, oh, it's like they probably had the ROM, and we're like, well, we could just put this on Nintendo Switch Online. Which I'll be totally honest, I'm fine with that. Like Wild Guns Reloaded, I think is the name of that. Like mm-hmm, that's yep. the better version of the game, mm-hmm. but it's cool to have the original version to go back to on your Nintendo Switch Online subscription. That's right. And the last one on the Super Nintendo was none other none other than Panel de Pond, which sure, certainly made a huge splash. Well, because that is a Nintendo uh, game. When this was announced. Yeah, because right. that, that was... it's basically, Why is that a big deal that it's coming out? It's basically... That, that game is Tetris Attack. Okay. Um, Tetris, Atta- Tetris Attack and, is, and a, is that a good thing? Yeah, have you never played Tetris Attack before? I don't think I've played Tetris Attack either. You will get to play it in a matter of hours uh, as these these come out on May 20th, which is the day after we're recording this. Um, But yeah, so Panel of the Pond is a super fun puzzle game. You also might know it as like Puzzle League is what it later became because Tetris Attack, like that game, the, the American version of that game will never come out again because Tetris licensed the name Nintendo to use for a game that wasn't Tetris. Uh, it has a Yoshi theming. There's also that character Lip, um, that like you know like lipstick from Smash Brothers. Mm, um, yep. yep. <laughs> uh, but having that, it's a, it's a super fun puzzle game. Very fun competitive puzzle game. So that being online is really cool. And I've never played uh, the, the I guess the Super Famicom version of Panel to Pawn. So it'll be interesting to see the differences between that and Tetris Attack, which is a game that I've I've spent a lot of time but playing in is, my day. Yeah. I mean, this is just a falling block puzzle game, right? I mean, is it? I mean, yeah, like I mean, it, is there it, any uh, anything else to it? Um, it's the one like it's. If I recall correctly, it's been a while since I have played Puzzle League, so I'm sorry for anyone uh, if I if I get the specifics of it wrong. There's a lot of different kinds. Send of, your um, complaints to coming Enron up from the on it is Twitter. coming up from the <laughs> bottom. Um, like so, you just have like all these blocks in, and then you select them and rotate them to make matches so like you'll rotate them horizontally or vertically Mm -hmm. to try to line up matches um it's so it's a little bit it controls differently than your typical you know your tetris or your puyo puyo um it looks i'm looking like like it builds up right yeah yeah it builds up so it's not yeah it's not a block falling game per se yeah but like it slowly creeps up and you're switching the colors uh you know to sort of pile them down and then i guess the, the video I'm watching now, it looks like you're trying to rack up combos. So, like, you want to set it up where, oh, you made one disappear. It fell onto another one that would need another one. To, you know what I mean? And then sort of rack up the points that way. But, yeah, it looks pretty cool. I, it, and I, That's awesome. I'm actually really excited to play a game because they don't really have anything. And they have a couple like that on the online stuff right now. But that'll be fun. That sounds like a great pick up and play game. Yeah, yeah so at least, at least they have what looks like uh, one gem in the, the lot there. Uh, but yeah, 
I mean, I guess it's more games. Although, although that's Super Nintendo. There's one more NES game. There's the NES game, which we didn't talk about, which is Rygar. Which is supposed which to I've be. Is, it's supposed to be pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. Um, right? it's a, I think Johnny said that, that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's a Johnny Metz special. Um, as in, it's like that rando game that I don't think I've ever really heard anyone else talk about, but Johnny swears by it, like Mylan's Secret Castle. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yep, but uh, so the NES is Rygar. It's open-ended. It's, it's Metroid-esque, if you will. Um, I've I don't think I've ever played it. It might be one of those games that like I pick up the controller and play it on this, and I'm like, oh, it's that game. Um, but I've heard it's pretty good. Like I'll definitely I'll poke mm. around it. I, I I did I did make the, the the dig at Nintendo Switch Online with you know like I would love to see Super Mario RPG beyond my portable Switch. Uh, but I also don't mind stuff no. like Rygar and Paneled Upon, and even I mean Operation Logic Bomb probably isn't anything that I would ever want to play, but it's cool that it's there. Like like that weird Eliminator boat duel game right. that was neat. I liked uh, there was that other game that came out on NES like last year that I was interested in as well. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I was just thinking, how awesome would it be if they remade Super Mario RPG? Mm. I mean, if they like, like I guess uh, Trials yeah, if of it Mana. looked like Trials yeah. of Mana, I wonder though they would probably. I don't want to say they would probably, but I wonder if they would change it to like an action RPG or like just more. No. Well, of course you say keep it the same, but do they ever really keep it the same? I don't know. I I don't think I've ever played a remake that Square's ever done, or Enix or whatever. I mean, like is Square? Square Yeah, the the Trials Trials of Mana is a pretty straightforward remake, so to speak. I mean, it's like. You know, same style and everything. It's just not multiplayer. Uh, I think with me, I would be very nervous of a Super Mario RPG remake because I like that game's definitely not flawless, but I, I love it dearly the way it is. And I just don't think I think it'd be hard to get the lightning to strike twice of Nintendo and Square working together on a game like that. And honestly, it would probably it would make sense why it's not on the uh I was going to say, it'd probably end up looking more like Mario and Luigi, like, Superstar Saga remake. And then you, then that brings up the whole, like, yeah, it it's new looking and, and it looks, you know, it doesn't look bad. But then it's like, well, do, do, doesn't the sprite work look better, you know? And then it's like, you know, what's the point? They remade Superstar yeah, Saga, Yeah, they, like, right? remade all of yeah. the Mario and... They remade it for the 3DS, right? They just didn't do Partners in Time, but they've remade all the DS ones. Uh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to try playing that. Anyway, uh, very cool uh, that, that they're still supporting the online. Uh, next up, though, we have some guy named Jeff Grubb. <laughs> yeah, see, this is... I... Which, Neil, do you know who this guy is? Uh, he writes for Venture Beat. Okay. Yeah, because oh, okay. I saw this, and I was like, I don't know how much truth there is to it, but... It would be an interesting sort of point to talk about anyway. Um, so, yeah, Jeff on Twitter said that there's going to be no Nintendo Direct, like, E3 presentation, but instead more like the, the random trailer drops, like Paper Mario and the Origami King that we got, and we're going to get into that in a second, too. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I don't know the validity of this guy. I, I know Venture Beat is somewhat reputable, right? I, I mean, I mean, a rumor's a rumor, so it's sort of like... Did, did Were they the ones that dropped the... The the Super Mario no no so as, as someone who who, no. who keeps okay. my finger I know I heard keeps my before, finger on remember. the pulse of uh, of all these rumor goings ons um, 
Now, uh, Grubb's claim to fame is he uh, basically <laughs> he announced and then backpedaled a lot on the indie showcase and the direct mini that happened in March. Um, and he did. I think he was one of the first people to report that like there was going to be a direct mini on March 26th or whatever. I think he was one of the first people to do that. Um, and he wound up being right about that. He's also been doing a lot of things kind of in response to the Jeff Keighley Summer Games Fest thing. Um, he's been kind of keeping a thing on Twitter of like, uh, it's the Jeff Grubbs Summer Games Mess, which <laughs> I'll be totally honest. Like, I I don't really like getting into the leak game. Like, you know what? Nintendo World Report, if we wanted to, we could get into the leak game. That just doesn't seem like a path that I want to go down. It doesn't seem rewarding and fun because everybody mm-hmm. gets real mad about it. So my reaction to uh, mm-hmm. this Nintendo Direct news is I'm real mad about it now. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that uh, like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised because if you looked at Nintendo in the past couple months, like since since coronavirus hit, that it's it's the plans have changed. Uh, you've even seen that with uh, like look at Microsoft from what they've publicly said. Uh, they had their May event, uh, and I don't really think they're having anything in June, but they said that they're going to have an event in July. If E3 was happening as normal, Microsoft stuff would probably all be in June. So I think what you're going to see is that instead of like, like we're still going to see a lot of stuff like in the week that E3 would have been, but I think it's also going to be spread out more across May, June, July, August is when we're going to see a lot of that information. And it also, uh, June, the, the E3 time is coming at a weird point because there's still a lot of things up in the air for how long is this pandemic going to last? How much is it going to affect game development? Like there's a there's a possibility that, you know, not Nintendo related, but still relevant to the industry, like PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, are they really going to be launching this year? Like are are they going to be in limited quantities? Like what's going to happen with that? Like no one really knows. Mm. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird. Um, you know, obviously, yeah, they don't want to like just say, Hey, we got this game coming out 2020 and then yeah, have to backpedal at another point and say no. So, I mean, I guess they must've really, see, that's, I guess we could sort of get into like the whole, obviously the paper Mario, the origami King trailer just dropped randomly. Again, I was like perusing through Instagram and I saw, I was like, wait a second. I was like, what? And then like. Then I texted Perry. Yeah. I was like, "Paper Mario!" Yeah. <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" So and yeah. and, and that's coming heck? out July seventeenth. Yeah. So that's less than two months. Um, so they must have really, you know, been pretty far along on this one to, you know, have it up and ready. You know, it, like you said, within all the uncertain work conditions and yeah. all that jazz. So very I mean, strange. By the, fact, but... by the fact that Paper Mario: The Origami King is already available for preload, that game is done. Like so. And I have a feeling it, it it's not just like mm-hmm. it's not done the minute they post at the trailer. Like I wouldn't be surprised Sitting if Origami King was like done back in March. Who knows? Um, and I think we might see that with a lot of games for the for the rest of the year. Like the way that Nintendo kind of preps their announcements is we're probably not going to feel we're not going to know exactly where the delays are publicly uh, because <laughs> there's nothing announced past July. Um, but, like, things are probably shifting and moving around. Like, I think what we're going to see in 2020 isn't going to be Nintendo's original plan. It's going to be something that was altered because of the events that are going on in the world. It, it's sort of crazy to think, like, Nintendo right. had this all worked out perfectly. Release Animal Crossing right at the beginning. Yeah. It's like they didn't, like, say we have all these other games coming out this year that people would get, like said, I mean, I don't think anyone would... 
I, there'd probably be plenty of people upset. But any rational person wouldn't be like blame Nintendo for if they'd but yeah, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild two coming out in November and then had to backpedal now and be like, well, you know, with these things going on, it's probably gonna be twenty twenty one. But it's nice that they already didn't do all that. So like you said, it's sort of we're not going to see necessarily, you know, these delays and 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 all that because they've sort of been you know close to the vest. Like you said, I, I would have imagined E3 would have been when they were blowing the door off at all. But now that they don't have that, they could just, like you said, sort of like, well, we know Paper Mario is going to be good. We can, you know, do the trailer, the date, and, like, they could just play it cool like that. And like I said, it's just sort of funny to think. It's like Nintendo had a, a, a crystal ball, you know, with Wii Fit. Yeah. Uh, Wii Fit. Um, Ring Fit Adventure, you know, like, oh, like. Yeah. That game will end up being perfect for everyone who's stuck inside and wants to do stuff. By the way, do you know how much that costs oh, now to a buy? a ton of money, Oh, my right? goodness. D- supply, it's like $220. Supply and demand is a real, real mofo. Yeah, I got I to gotta, I gotta sell Perry's my. like, I still have mine <laughs> in I think the they wrapper. Said, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I saw one selling. I saw one just the fit, just like the ring and the game. In the sleeve, like no box or anything, and it had like eighteen bids. And it was a, I was like seventeen days left, and it was one hundred and sixty dollars. Who puts a bid up? It's crazy. More right? than two days long. <laughs> I'm so I when know. I mean I haven't sold anyway, much anything, uh, but I'm so impatient. I'm like just all right. Well, if it's gonna sell, it's gonna sell in two days. But anyway, right. Um. So yeah. So Paper Mario: The Origami King. Like you mentioned, this I'm is ready. amazing, and uh, I I am ready too. I I think this is awesome. I'm I I was kind of interested to see if they would do the port of the old color splash and uh, you know a deluxe version of something just to re- retool it and how the, probably would have. I wondered if it would end up a little better than it was in the Wii U. Kind of probably you know kind of pruning some of the stuff. You know, mm-hmm. coming proving the. Kind of like pulling a Rayman Legends, where I like the Rayman Legends on Switch way just better. Just get than that polished, baby. Just because I think it flows a little easier. Yeah, polish it up, maybe. Yeah, and I don't know, like, uh, guys. I really want to play through Color Splash right now, so that that's definitely. <laughs> uh, the more we talk about it, it's like yeah, Origami King's coming out. But yeah, this is interesting. I saw that, and it's funny because I'm definitely in. A, I think we've been in a you know after Sticker Star happened, and it was like it 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 was almost like like. I could, I could, like, there's still a chance that they could bring it back. I, I was, I still had hope. I still had hope that the next one was like, okay, they made their, you know, their, but they're going to get their stuff together and they're going to realize, okay, we don't, we, we should just go back to the old. And then, you know, when Color Splash came out, I was like, okay, then I guess they're, so now with this game, when I saw it and I was like, okay, I'm just going to assume that this is not going to be. A thousand year door. I was, was going to say you, you <laughs> sound like I me every am August. I'm going to take it for whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, the jet's going to be damn um, good this year. And it's funny yeah. because look at Darnold, man. He's not going to get mono again. <laughs> yeah. What are the chances? He's got right. Corona. No. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I like. It's funny. I, I think that I would be probably fine, just because, like a remake. I, would of Thousand Year Door would probably have me more excited than this because I loved like I would I having just played through it I would play it again in HD and the remake and whatever they would do to it on the Switch again it's such a great game uh, but I am excited for this Origami King and I really hope that they really just since they don't have the gamepad 
They don't have a, you know, they don't have the touch screen. They don't have any gimmicks to work with potentially. <laughs> Maybe it'll be the best Paper Mario game ever. Yeah. So I know? do want to, I want to, I want to hype something that's forthcoming to Nintendo World Report TV. Uh, Xander Morningstar, I think might have a 45 minute analysis of the trailer oh, man. in the works. Get deep oh, into it. And that's the thing that, like, watching that trailer just encourages me a lot because it doesn't look like there's a world map like there was in Sticker Star and Color Splash. Um, it looks like there's there's Ooh. an overworld where, like, there's a boat to go on and there's, like, you're riding a buggy that looks like a, like a Kuribo shoe or something. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of more expanse to that as opposed to just the levels, which is really exciting to me. And the battle system still looks very much like an evolution of the Color Splash battle system. But, like, with the whole, like, you're rotating rings to line up enemies, it looks like it might just add enough complications to kind of make it, like, a little bit more engaging. And then hopefully, like we were talking about earlier, like, maybe there will be more of a reward and benefit to going in battles this time around. Also, there are partners. Mario is seen walking around with, like, Bowser Jr. and a Magikoopa. And there's a there's a Babam who said, well, I'm Babam. And... And like that, that game looks really good. And I'm, I, you know, it's it's not going to be Thousand Year Door, but I just hope it's it's more of a more of a refined evolution of Color Splash that then you know feels more like a bigger, bolder RPG adventure than the slightly smaller uh, style that Color Splash was, where it was a little bit more like level based exploration. Well, I remember when Sticker Star had partners. So until we have that copy in yeah. our hands, and there's a partner. No, um, yeah, I think, like you said, I don't think it's, I don't want to say I don't think it'll ever, but, like, it seems pretty clear Nintendo does not want to return to a, like you said, a very straightforward, this is an RPG, you know, this is how we're doing it. So, for them to just bring those, like, the important elements, like you guys were stressing, where it's like, make it important and feel really good to win a battle get that experience know you're going to be getting that level where you can increase something and feel that power and i've been on record before saying where like that's what i love so much about like paper mario games is that you level up and it's like hey pick health pick badge points pick flower points you know what i mean and it's very much a tangible feeling like i now know where i'm i've gotten stronger and I can, you know, tailor it to my style of play. Do I like using a lot of badges? Do I like using a lot of, you know, magic skills or the bro, you know, whatever attacks? Or do I stink and I get hit a lot? You know what I mean? Like to be able to pick and actually feel that power of the upgrade, like it, it's simple, but it's so good. So I just hate like make that a focal point. Make it fun. Like you said, if it seems like the, the battle system, like they're sort of like the lining up in these rings. Seems interesting. Um, like you said, I guess I'm at the point where like I'm not ever really expecting a, a like you said, a thousand year door two per se as far as it plays. True yet. and tried. I'm not expecting the true and tried. But like you said, bring the elements that are fun and, and feel important into Just it. Just make it know? fun, please. Yeah. And it's like obviously Nintendo you're really good at making fun things, so it's like, snap it up, baby. It's Paper Mario. It should be a one of their bigger games that people love playing. Like, obviously, I know it's never going to, you know, be Breath of the Wild numbers, but, you know what I mean? Let it be something that people get really excited about. Yeah. I'm very Please. excited for this game. Well, yeah. It's, yeah, me too. <laughs> it looks great. Oh, and dude, when Peach comes out, no, oh, I, yeah, I am. <laughs> 
and then oh, and then just the dude. The you goodbye. Know this game's gonna be freaking hilarious. It seems dude. like I mean I know Nintendo is not you know afraid to have like dark undertones and stuff, but it definitely seems like it has uh, sort of that that possibility oh, to have man. like really sort of dark themes, <laughs> like Shy Guy. And, I mean I can't believe you didn't mention that. Neil and colors. I mean, just shy guy sucking the, yeah. the life out of toads is one of the scariest things it's, I've ever it's, seen. I mean, if we if we are you know? so once again doing that video, I was looking at like the color splash trailer, and it kind of has a similar opening where it's like a rainy night, and then Peach and a toad show up at Mario's door, and they're like, "Look at what happened to him." Um, <laughs> like it has a similar tone of <laughs> Dude, that, like that origami wait. Peach, and like I just I love that weird element that that comes through in the the series a whole lot. I need to get it's so that good. tattooed onto me at some point. That shy guy's slurping down the the toad. It'd be perfect. It like yes, yes I really you do. do. I think yes, Sandy said she'd do. pay for half of it. <laughs> She's like, if you got that, dude, I will pay. I'll pay for a quarter of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I got it fully crowds. Uh, I'm serious. Uh, crowdfunded. As long as it's on one of your bum cheeks, and I can have a picture of it. You're a sick yeah, yeah, that's where the straw needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> You're oh, sick, man. Neil. <laughs> right. Thanks for getting the explicit rating on our yeah. podcast, Neil. <laughs> uh All right. Well, I think that that is going to do it for uh our show. Uh it, it we sorry we went a little longer than we thought, Neil, but it's okay because we have a nice uh a juicy show if I may if I yeah. say so myself. Yeah, so it's fun. So, Neil, uh, yeah, I, I want to have everyone go check out uh, our Paper Mario coverage on NWR TV and on Nintendo World Report. Uh, if it's just really some solid videos, yeah, check out Xander's. <laughs> check out Xander's uh, unbelievable. I mean, I think he spent maybe like a hundred hours the, the, in the past three days uh, doing all this content and stuff. So that, wow, yeah, he I, got a hundred hours. Do you know when in his three big days? huge analysis is coming out? <laughs> that, that's pretty dope, dude. Yeah. He, bro- he broke time. <laughs> yeah, that was my joke. So, uh, do we know when that's coming out? Or uh, I think whenever, whenever he yet? finishes it, out? and and like it was the kind of thing that we we also there's a discussion of Xander and I talking about it, in which he told me that he's like, mm-hmm. I think this video could be an hour, and I'm like, how? Um, but he managed to do it. <laughs> he was like, hey, uh, game I know he's working on it. Crazy. He's got a Hold lot of audio that he's going through. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah, hopefully, so I know hopefully the, in the next few days. The discussion videos out. Yeah, yeah, cool. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And uh, so why don't you go ahead and 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 pimp out your wares of where to find you and whatnot? Uh, you can find me at nintendoworldreport.com. Also at our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/ninwrtv. Uh, right now, yeah, I'm going to be working on a Monster Prom review. Uh, also, probably doing more coverage for paper mario uh i didn't get to talk about the game on the show but super mega baseball 3 is fantastic you can check out my review on youtube and the website and uh yeah i'm working on some other features in the hopper uh we're we're gonna uh, i'll I'll say it here because i think i'm committed to at least doing one of them we're gonna like kind of look at some nintendo series and and postulate what could be next for them uh so i have a, a video script for one on metroid and i'm currently uh, working on penning one about mario kart so if you want to see what i think might be mm. happening with metroid and mario kart along with some history uh, check them out heck yeah heck yeah. yeah 
Nice. I think that I, I am asking that question, what is next for Mario Kart? Because that's a very interesting question. Yeah. Because it's a very... Isn't that the top-selling game on the Switch? Um, it is the top-selling game on the Switch. It is the top-selling game on the Wii U. It is the top-selling game on the 3DS. It would be the top-selling game on the Wii if it weren't for Wii Sports. Uh, since Mario Kart games were released, it, the lowest a single Mario Kart game has been for being a top-seller in a system is fourth. So Is that Double Dash? Is that GBA? Uh, I believe Super Nintendo. I think Double Dash might have been third or fourth. Um and I think uh, GBA, GBA wow. and Super Nintendo were both amazing. fourth. That is... Bring back Double Dash Interesting. 2. Wow. Double Dash 2. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you can find Talk Nintendo on uh, on Twitter at Talk Nintendo P-O-D. That's Talk Nintendo... Uh, Pod. I messed it up. I messed it up. Well, I, I rolled That's with the Talk punches Nintendo there Pod. for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There you go. Sorry. And uh, you can find us, of course, check out our Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash NWR. That's patreon.com slash NWR. And there, don't forget, you get a whole bunch right. of exclusive Talk Nintendo podcasts as well as Radio Free Nintendos. I believe up to 24 in total, right? Give or take. It should be right yeah, around. It's been a year. And yeah, it was last June. Some, all right. Yep. And um, this is going to be very special. And Neil, I don't know if you know this, but we are doing our next episode. That actually, we need to get our. I think this is, we're going to record it before we're probably around our next. Yeah, probably in a week or so. Uh, probably out. Yeah. So we're doing our big, huge. Uh, I demand you uh, play Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. And I know Neil. Is a huge it fan, is a very right? Good of game. Jungle Beat, or yeah. you, you're a fan. I got it the day it right? came out. Yeah. Played the crap so, out of that on my bongos. Oh, I, my my parents. Mm, it's so great. Like monsters it, threw my bongos away, so I had to repurchase uh, them. But oh, I I love yeah, it, dude. Yeah, Just slapping yeah, on the bongs. Anyway, yeah. So it, please get your uh, send us an email uh, tnp at nintendoworldreport.com uh, about your uh, thoughts and and uh, or send us if you want to send us like a like a video or like a like a an audio thing about your thoughts that's that'd be cool too but uh send us uh all of your thoughts on that game or questions you have and we can talk about it on our next patreon uh episode and that's really really fun and so that'll be coming up uh, at the end of the month and with that i believe we will bid everyone adieu until 194 adieu bye thanks for having me see you later jerry Thank you. You're welcome. Casey.
I love you. Get that Paper Mario tattoo.